0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is where you are at. This is Plot Twist Please. I'm Shmaya. it sounds like papaya, except it's not. Welcome to another episode. Today, I'm going to talk about something that's been on my heart for a few years, actually, um, but it's relevant again. So, we are going to talk about Kanye. And I know you've probably seen a ton in the news and think pieces, etc. But I really wanna talk about something that's been hurting me about this situation. And I'm gonna start out by saying that two things can be true about Kanye at the same time. He can be both struggling, but at the same time, he can be problematic. I think both can't exist within the same person. So as many of you may know already, Kanye has come out as being diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So here's the thing. Should having a mental illness be funny? I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think that we should be making memes that are making fun of his disorder. I don't think that that's productive and I don't think that that's kind. It just just seems like, why? I just, I truly don't understand why that's an appropriate response because it it further stigmatizes mental illness and it, it further ostracizes people who have bipolar disorder. And it's a real thing. It's real and it's difficult to live with and it's, something that we should not necessarily have empathy for because we can't necessarily put ourselves in the person's shoes, but it's something that we should be compassionate toward. I think that we use humor in harmful ways and hurtful ways because we feel like if somebody has an opinion that's different than ours, then that gives us license to dehumanize them. And the fact that that might be a real person who has more similarities to us than we might be comfortable with, or that we might be willing to recognize. So why why is it that we use humor in this way? Maybe it's because it's easier for us to distance ourselves from someone who presumably functions so differently than us. And I think that's problematic. So here's the other thing that I want to address. This morality versus pathology argument that we've had, that we've been having for a long time, the idea that if somebody does something that is immoral in our eyes, or not morally sound, then we immediately assume that there must be something different about how that person functions on a fundamental level, i.e. they must have a mental illness, or there must be something different about them on a neurological level if they have such different opinions than me. That's a problem, because what we're doing at that point is equating morale with pathology, and they're not the same, and they can't be compared. So by you saying, oh, this person has such problematic beliefs, they must have a mental illness, because there's no way someone who thinks this way can be sane. That's a problem, because we're not psychologists. We're not psychiatrists, and we are choosing to dehumanize them because it is convenient for us, and it's convenient for our narrative. What you're then saying is that being mentally ill is synonymous to being immoral. And I'm pretty sure that's not what we're trying to portray. I'm pretty sure that's not the message we want to send. I read an article by The Root that said that Trump is Kanye plus white privilege. Donald Trump is a white man. Kanye is a black man. But in my opinion, they suffer from the same kind of identity crisis. And this has nothing to do with what mental health issues either of them may be having, because I also can't prescribe anything. I don't know them. I don't know their, you know... God knows I don't know their mental health story. I don't know anything about what's on the charts for them. With the information given, I do see a very synonymous approach how Trump and how Kanye build a following. Now the first thing I'm going to talk about is Kanye's pathology, from my opinion, utilizing information that is available to me outside of his mental illness. Let's talk about trauma and how that can impact an individual. So again, I'm not a licensed psychologist. I don't have a master's in psychology or psychiatry, but from the research that I've done, both to me, don't know who they are. And that is becoming abundantly clear with the rhetoric that Trump has spewed in the past and the present and the kind of rhetoric that Kanye has spewed and supported. If you look back at a few years ago we were brought to another reckoning point with kanye and his influence in the political sphere so when he wore the maga hat and started making public appearances with trump we know we flagged it and even before then evidence of kanye having an identity crisis rests in him utilizing whiteness to attain some sort of social capital. It was in his comments in that song Power from back in the day where he said, I'm with all these light-skinned girls. It was there, it was when he trashed Amber Rose and said that he had to take a shower after dating her. It was when he married into the royal white family of America, AKA the Kardashians. It was when he started overtly supporting Trump it's just it's evidence of him really struggling with his identity within his blackness and i don't like to prescribe things like that because again i i don't know what's going on in his mind i can't ever possibly know but from the information that is available to us we can only infer that he truly is at odds with his blackness and part of that is because he's ostracized the black community he has done that marrying into a family that frankly, profits off of blackness, but tends to not give a hoot about black people, he ostracized us. So that was when the black community stopped vouching for him in a lot of ways. And his fan base really transitioned to more of the white community. And the black community kind of was like, all right, Kanye, like, we tried, we tried to gas you up, but you don't abandon us now. You don't abandon us. So you can go ahead and be over there with your white family. That's kind of what happened. And here's the thing, even when he got that, that morsel of attention from the white community, he still couldn't access everything that he thought he was supposed to have accessed. He, when he first came out with his line, he couldn't get into the fashion houses. And he was like, I did all this. I did everything I was supposed to do. I married into this white family. I supported this guy. I." I did everything that y'all told me that I was supposed to do to be able to access the capital that whiteness is supposed to offer me. And it still didn't work. Just my opinion. That's when he said, okay, I know the black community isn't about to be for I know they're not about to be for me. So what I need to do now is figure out how to get these white people to accept me because right here, I'm all alone. I'm all alone out here. What I really think is that He saw this MAGA situation, the Trump situation as an opportunity. And this isn't discounting from his mental illness, from the trauma that's occurred in his life, his mom passing away, all of that. And that's not taking away, of course, from the enormous pressures that being a celebrity puts into the equation. I have a musician as a father and he's actually done pretty well for himself. And, he has revealed to me some of the things that he had to go through on a, in terms of mental health. Um, frankly, that's not my story to tell, so I'm not going to tell it on this platform, but being in the public eye to that degree and having so much on your shoulders and that much of a reputation, that can wear on you, especially when you don't have a community within your circle that is separate from your fan base. If you don't have people you can go to, if you don't have people who support you outside of your, accomplishments in the industry it is very easy to feel lost and it is very easy to start pandering and getting acceptance wherever you can get it now i'm not excusing his behavior because i do think that we can both and we should both be able to have compassion for people and understand their perspective as well as being able to hold them accountable so that brings me to the mental illness discussion Bipolar disorder affects nearly 6 million Americans, which is about 2.5% of Americans. Interestingly enough, there isn't a lot of data on bipolar disorder, especially within communities of color. In general, the psychology field is lacking in statistics that specifically have to deal with the IPOC, but especially within the records of individuals with bipolar disorder. And that just goes for the people who are diagnosed. Some people go through their entire lives not receiving a diagnosis or not receiving the correct diagnosis. Someone who has bipolar disorder feels either depression or mania. There's a lot of data on depression, but not as much as you would think on mania. And the type of instances where Kanye is viewing nonsense and seems to be going on a tangent or a rant, that's most likely how his manic episodes are manifesting themselves. And again, I can't speculate on that because I'm not an expert or a specialist, but that is what seems to be the case. So the primary symptoms of mania are talkativeness, distractibility, mood liability, impulsivity, irritability, rapid speech racing thoughts, etc. So I think we, as a society, need to come to a serious reckoning with what accountability actually means and what it looks like to us. We live in a society, i.e. America, that is rooted in punitive accountability. And by that, I mean, you do something wrong, the moral base of what you've done is determined by the state, then you go to jail. That is your punishment, right? But what if, let's imagine a world for a second where accountability doesn't result in punishment. I'm the kind of person um, as a borderline prison abolitionist who believes that everyone can be reformed until the day they die i think that the day you die is the day you're a lost cause but before then there's still an opportunity for you to change your mind or to change your heart that's just what i think i understand that not everyone has that mentality i understand that that can seem to some people as very frou-frou or lackadaisical or what have you but that's just how i feel i think that no one is beyond fixing quote quote and Having, coming from that state of mind, I do think we need to come up with a different definition of what accountability looks like, especially when it comes to people who are dealing with trauma or who are suffering from mental illnesses. We don't have a good track record on handling cases of mental illness, whether within the criminal justice system or just amongst each other in communities. We don't have a good track record, especially within the black community. So I personally am conflicted because I know there's nothing I can as an individual do to help Kanye because I'm not in his circle. I'm not in his family. I have no access to him in a tangible way. I don't think it's helpful for us to make fun of him. I don't think it's helpful for us to gas him up and to gas up his problematic statements. I also wanna address instances where people claim that the people around him aren't doing anything, asking questions like, where are his people at? Here's the thing, we don't know. We don't know where his people at. We don't know if somebody has tried to talk to him about his methods, about seeking help. We don't know if he's surrounding himself with professionals or people who are yes men. We do not have the information. For all we know, someone could be having conversations with him behind closed doors about him needing to take care of himself and he's just ignoring it. We know people like that. We have people in our families like that. We have addicts in our family like that we don't know what the situation is so we cannot accurately claim that people around him aren't doing anything but what i can say is that i've always been skeptical of the kardashians as i'm sure many of us have been yes they are marketing geniuses i acknowledge that but i've always seen the kim Kanye relationship as a two-way fetish and i'm just gonna go i'm just we're just gonna go there today we're just we are gonna do that today because the way that i understand power structures especially when it comes to celebrity and especially when it comes to the marriage market and yes there is a marriage market okay there is and we're going to talk about that in another episode because girl there's a marriage market and kim kardashian is the poster child for top of the line white skin wh- white air nose black lips back black booty that is that is what she represents she represents what is the most sought after aesthetic in western culture that is what she represents and once kanye got that like i said before he assumed that he was going to have access to the benefits of whiteness and once he didn't get that he was like okay i need to take it a step further then because my people aren't gonna have me my people aren't gonna claim me so i need to go over there again speculation that's what i'm assuming. Kanye to the Kardashians represent the cool, trendy blackness that won't cause too much trouble for them. Although now they're probably like, okay, this is more trouble than we signed up for. But it's the kind of blackness that wouldn't disrupt their cash flow, right? So again, it is it is absolutely possible that they're deeply in love and deeply understand each other and their soulmates but it is also possible and even probable knowing what we know about western culture and about celebrity culture that they benefit each other from a racial standpoint and about how marrying a certain type of person gives you access to certain communities right and to certain capital all right and we just need to be honest about that as it come, when it comes to interracial marriages when it comes to interracial relationships i absolutely support love i actually support it in its most genuine form and I also, this might be a little controversial and you might not expect this, but I also don't fault people for why they marry certain people. If you wanna marry someone because you wanna be financially stable and for no other reason than that, go ahead, do you, do you, boo. I'm not mad at you because I get it. But I have a problem with people who are delusional. I have a problem when people say, I did this for love alone. And again, we're not entitled to that information, but I have a problem when people are saying, the structures that we were raised under have no effect on what we deem as attractive. And I, I really shouldn't use the word delusional because that's another, that's another stigmatizing word. When people are intellectually dishonest or ignorant to the structures that actually create desire and that impact what we view as desirable, okay? Because here's, here's the real, real. Who we choose to lie down with is different than who we choose to partner. Because when you are choosing to partner someone, you're choosing a life, right? You're choosing a life with that person and the life that being with that person will provide for you. That plays a part in who we choose to spend the rest of our lives with or spend a significant amount of our lives with. Even in psychology, who we end up being in friendships with, who we feel close to is dependent on where we come from and the people who we are comfortable with. If you are most comfortable around certain people, odds are you're going to end up with someone who's just like that group of people or who emulates that group of people and their values. Now, people go through transformations throughout life. I'm aware of that and I'm obtuse to that, but we cannot ignore that bias, the politics of partnership play a role in who we spend most of our time with the way that i see it is that this partnership panier is being used as a sambo but like he doesn't even know he's sambo and that's no shade to him the kardashians seem to not care about him or his state of mind i'm talking about the family in its entirety i'm not talking about kim because kim has made a few statements here and there i'm talking about the family it seems like what that family does is chew black men up and spit them out And that's really disheartening because that's a member of the Black community, so I already feel some sort of compassion. I can imagine the war Kanye must be having within himself as he's trying to come to terms with his Blackness and his Black identity in the spaces that he's in. Here's the thing too. Something that I don't necessarily agree with is people saying Kanye better take his meds. If he actually cares about his health, he will take his meds. Here's the thing. Not every person likes the idea of taking medication. I'm a person who will admittedly never take medication for a mental health reason. I just, that's not something that I will ever want to do. And I get it. I get if Kanye doesn't want to do it for the same reasons that I don't, I totally understand that. And that's really hard for me to admit because for a long time I was like, why don't they just take his meds so that he can, like he has to function, but I get it. I'd also like to add that there's a difference between choosing not to take medication for mental health reasons because you don't want to stunt your creative growth, which I think is not a thing, and not taking it because you don't want the side effects. And that's something that is not up to us to determine. That's up to a qualified physician. So I don't think that it's our job, nor is it our place to fault him for that specifically. So based on the information we don't know, there are a lot of assumptions that we can't make. But I would also like to offer this thought. Where were we five years ago, six years ago? He's the same Kanye. We look back at all of the statements that he's made in the past decade. He's the same Kanye. He's just been utilizing different methods. When he was saying that Bush doesn't care about black people, we weren't saying anything because he was saying something that we agree with. We didn't care about his mental state. I'm, I'm guilty of this as well. I didn't give it a second look when he sounded like something wasn't connecting. We didn't bat an eye. We didn't care about the person. We didn't care about what pain he was going through. I have a problem with not seeing people as people until it directly affects us. That speech was hard for me to watch. This was obviously someone who's going through a lot of pain, someone who has unresolved trauma. And it seemed like he really didn't have anyone else to talk to but all of us. And that's what worries me is that even if I don't know the exact circumstances, even if I don't know who he's surrounded with or how they're affecting him, my assumption from how he is responding to us is that he has nobody. And that scares me. We were using him for our entertainment, memes. I also want to take us back to Azealia Banks and the comments that she's made in the past that were harmful, that were problematic, that really, truly hurt people. And I'm wondering why we did not give her the same leeway, the same compassion that we are giving Kanye. We do not protect women in general the same way we protect men. Especially, and I I might get heat for this, but especially in the Black community, we have our own problems, right? We have our own white supremacist ideals we need to tear down. And one of those is throwing our Black women to the wolves and keeping our Black men on pedestals regardless, regardless of the harm that they do within our communities. Why is it that we do that? Why does it take so long for people to tear down our Kelly's name? Why? And even in relation to that, there are a lot of white celebrities, white men, white women who get away with a lot more than Kanye has. They're, they're, and they're doing just fine. They haven't been canceled. They're doing just fine. Their money is sitting pretty in their bank account because it is a choice. We can choose to have more compassion for Black women. So I just would like for us to acknowledge that and think about that. There isn't much that I as the individual can do except change the rhetoric that I use surrounding mental illness and fight against the stigma. And I think we all have that responsibility, not just for the sake of celebrities who are, may I remind you, humans do, but for the sake of a better world that can better equip people to handle trauma and to, Be compassionate toward others in general, especially people who operate differently than they do. To move toward a world where people are actively trying to become better, but also where everyone feels that it's a safe environment for them to try. Oh, wow, what a rant I just went on. In other news, I need to get two new plants are out of here they are out of here they are a moment of silence for my two plants thank you well bye this is what happens when i try to be cool catastrophe